Hello, my name is Tamara Cottery, and it's my pleasure to host this podcast on workplace literacy. In our first podcast called Adult Literacy, Your Gateway to Workplace Productivity, we talked about how LBS networks and agencies can help employers increase their capacity to meet their workforce needs. This podcast, which is our second in a series of three, will focus on workplace literacy, resources, tips, good practices, and building capacity not just with employers, but with other key stakeholders in workplace literacy. We're very fortunate today to have Anne-Marie Curtin and Jeremy Marks with us. Anne-Marie is a very experienced project manager who has managed many projects related to adult literacy, the most recent of which is a workplace literacy project. And Jeremy, who is newer to the field of adult literacy, has been working alongside Anne-Marie to co-manage the Workplace Literacy Project. Together, they're currently working with five local employers in London and surrounding area. Workplace literacy has recently come into sharper focus with the Ministry of Labor, Immigration, Training, and Skills Development. We're grateful, Anne-Marie and Jeremy, to learn more from you today as Ontario's adult literacy system and associated partners break new ground in workplace literacy. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me today to share some of the lessons learned. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We really should begin every discussion about workplace literacy with a nod to how you distinguish between workplace and workforce literacy. So, Amory, how would you define workforce literacy? I don't think there's an official definition, but workforce literacy is often referred to as the activities or tasks adult learners need to complete to prepare for the workforce. So, adults who are attending adult literacy agencies for the purposes of employment would be engaging in workforce literacy. Thanks, Amory. And Jeremy, to provide a contrast, how would you define workplace literacy? I'll echo what Anne-Marie said in that I don't think there is just one definition out there. For me, though, workplace literacy usually refers to activities or tasks that are specific to a particular workplace's documentation and practices. In other words, workplace literacy programs are driven by employers' needs and delivered to employees of those workplaces. So workforce and workplace literacy are definitely different. Workforce literacy is driven by job seeker needs and workplace literacy is driven by employer needs. Workforce literacy may be described as a general building of skills that people will need to participate in the workforce, while workplace literacy is very contextualized to a particular workplace. The good news though, is that by building your agency capacity in one area, you're also building your capacity in the other. The more you learn about workforce literacy, the better prepared you'll be to deliver workplace literacy and vice versa. For more information on resources to support workforce and workplace literacy, our listeners should check out a collection of workforce and workplace literacy resources, which is a publication produced by Literacy Northwest early in 2021. Recognizing that since no two workplaces are alike, I think it stands to reason that no two workplace literacy programs will be alike. How do you get started with workplace literacy, Anne-Marie? Well, you mentioned that Jeremy and I are working with five employers right now, and they are all different in terms of sector and size. 
we were fortunate to receive skills development funding from the Ministry of Labor, Immigration, Training and Skills Development to reach out to local employers. It's one of the exciting things about workplace literacy, getting to know local employers and how they contribute to our communities. The life cycle of workplace literacy could be broken down into three components. My perspective, given my role in adult literacy, is that of a literacy agency. So I tend to think about how I would approach workplace literacy through that lens. And I would begin with marketing and outreach. I think a lot of employers know they have skills development needs, but they don't necessarily know what to do about them. And most, well, most all employees are busy running their businesses. As such, education or skills training can seem like an add-on. So when reaching out to employers, I tend to take the keep it simple approach. What can we do for employers to strengthen their workforce and increase retention rates? It seems every workplace needs employees right now. Retention is, employer, is every employer's priority. The literacy upgrading can play a role. Also, research suggests that employers see value in skills as a repeatable process. And by that, I mean employers buy in when they see employees developing and practicing concrete skills because they see this repetition as contributing to the development of a solid work ethic. I recommend that adult literacy agencies consider this feedback when they're developing marketing materials to invite employers to participate in workplace literacy programming. Thanks, Amory. In days gone by, I think most adult literacy agencies would have found the idea of marketing workplace literacy daunting. After all, reaching out directly to employers is not something that many adult literacy agencies do or have as a responsibility. Agencies may feel daunted because their vision of an employer is a large manufacturing facility. But realistically, there are lots of different employers out there lots of different sectors in their service, retail, hospitality industries, or even the world of not-for-profits. And all of them could potentially benefit from workplace literacy programming. Also, today's adult literacy agencies have more opportunity to collaborate to engage employers. It may not be that every adult literacy agency has to do its own marketing specific to approaching employers. They could work together or with other parts of Employment Ontario to reach out to employers and address their needs. What suggestions might you have, Amory, for collaborative marketing? Thanks, Tamara. For years, adult literacy has been cultivating relationships with other parts of Employment Ontario, with workforce planning and development boards, employment service agencies, job developers, economic development offices, and sectoral groups. I recommend that adult literacy agencies look for employer leads via their workforce planning and development boards, many of which are in constant contact with employers talking about labor market issues, one of the most significant of which is attraction and retention. Skills development goes hand in hand with attraction and retention strategies. Employers are increasingly becoming aware that they don't have the luxury of letting go of staff who have a few gaps in their skills. Some employers are hiring people knowing that these employees don't have all the skills they need. The employer hopes for the best, but those employees might eventually underperform. Adult literacy agencies can support these employees by filling in the skills gap. 
Absolutely, Amory. It makes sense for an employer to hire individuals who have some of the skills they need, but there may be that desire, that need to backfill or build some of those skills that may be missing. Some of our listeners will have heard of the new skills for success. For those who haven't, the federal government decided it was time to review the nine essential skills to determine how relevant they are to today's workplaces. As a result of this review, some changes have been made. For example, there's definitely a greater emphasis on soft skills or interpersonal skills in the new Skills for Success framework, which fits well with the LBS competency of engaging with others. There's also recognition that today's employee has to problem solve, adapt, and innovate at levels probably never seen before. And digital skills extend far beyond just being able to use a computer. Communication in the workplace is increasingly important given how diverse our workplaces are becoming. Amory mentioned that the first component of workplace literacy is marketing and outreach. The second, I would suggest, is working with an employer to determine skills needs, a process that is often referred to as an organizational needs assessment. Jeremy, in your experience, do these new skills for success come up in discussions with employers? Well, not every employer is familiar with the term soft skills. Some of the employers we have worked with have used terms like conflict management, getting along with others, et cetera, but they have all identified soft skills as a need among their employees. So the new skills for success framework is very relevant. Our approach to determine needs has been very discussion-based. We ask for a short meeting with an employer to get to know their operations and to talk about the needs they are seeing among their workforce. We then discuss the needs we heard as colleagues and think about what kinds of skills development programs can meet these needs. It was suggested to us that we bring a frontline practitioner with us to these initial employer meetings. We took this advice and it really paid off for us. Practitioners see things through a different lens than we do because we work for a regional literacy network, not an LBS agency. Their perspective was very valuable as we translated the employer's needs into potential skills programming. Then we went back to the employer and presented a list of potential programs and asked the employer to prioritize. Once we had a list of skills training programs, we then identified learning outcomes what the employer wanted employees to be able to do as a result of taking the training. This step was also very useful as we think it helped the employer to be able to visualize the benefits of offering the training, and it made sure we were both speaking the same language. I really like that, Jeremy, the whole idea of recognizing that perhaps educators and employers don't necessarily speak the same language and really taking those extra steps to make sure that you're on the same page. Okay, so we talked about marketing and we talked about identifying needs, but what types of literacy supports might an LBS agency or partner offer an employer? What could workplace literacy actually look like? Amory? Oh, that's a great question, Tamara. Having a list of potential topics and learning outcomes is a good start, but there's a few other decisions that need to be made. How long will the training be? What time will it take place? Will it be face-to-face -face or online? Maybe a mix of both? Our target audience for workplace literacy training is working, so we need to take into consideration how this training can fit with their work hours and the work cycle of the business. For instance, offering training to a retailer at Christmas is probably not a good fit. 
offering training to a painting company in the summer is probably not a good fit. The employer really needs to drive these decisions for training to be well-received and successful. And before you go too far down the path of thinking about online delivery, consider what digital skill levels the employees possess. There's no point in creating a wonderful online program if employees don't have the digital skills they need to access it. As digital skills continue to become a greater and greater part of our everyday lives, including our work lives, digital skill development is on the mind of lots of employers. Employers also recognize that employees benefit personally from building their digital skills as well as professionally. Offering digital skills training is a good way to build loyalty amongst employees. Loyalty leads to retention, and that can help to future-proof the workplace. In addition to digital skills programming, some employers recognize that they're hiring individuals who, other, who have gaps in other skills, perhaps around using certain workplace documents or maybe around math or numeracy. Adult literacy agencies can develop programs to support employees in accurately using workplace documents and processes. And again, soft skills are a big need that's been expressed by employers in our region and not just for entry-level workers. Some employers recognize that they have promoted employees to supervisory positions, employees who understand the company's work processes very well, but who may not themselves possess the soft skills they need to guide and supervise others. So we've developed and delivered soft skills training for supervision, as well as for entry-level employees. Financial literacy training has also been identified by some employers as something they'd like to see for their employees to benefit from. With the recent rise in the cost of living, most families are trying to manage their money more effectively. And last, but certainly not least, as Ontario relies more and more heavily on immigrants to fill workforce gaps, adult literacy agencies may be able to support employees for whom English is not their first language. Some employees may speak English well enough to perform their jobs, but they may be lacking in some of the reading and writing skills that are necessary for them to be com competent, safe, and able to move into higher level positions. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It's great to hear that so many of the kinds of training that employers would benefit from are probably things that most adult literacy agencies in Ontario are already familiar with providing. Um, to people who come into their centers or into their organizations. I'm thinking that there are some types of supports that adult literacy networks and agencies can provide that aren't training oriented. Can you tell us more about the types of supports that you provided, Jeremy? Sure, Tamara. Increasingly, as Anne-Marie just mentioned, Ontario is relying on immigration to tackle the constricted labor market we are experiencing. This means some employers have significant numbers of employees for whom English is not their first language. Just like most employers are not aware of the local adult literacy supports, they are also unaware of local English as a Second Language or ESL supports and local settlement services. We have brought in ESL organizations to make presentations to employees and human resources to help them understand what's available and how they can access services outside of the workplace. We have also had one-on-one -on -one skills discussions with employees to provide them with a confidential setting where they can share their skills, strengths, and weaknesses. 
We have provided these employees with individual reports that highlight free community agencies where the employees can build their skills. We can also work with employers to make sure their workplace documents are as clear as possible. I think we've all seen postings that are written in very small type and with unnecessarily complex sentences and words. We can support employers by rewriting documents so that they can be more easily understood by more people. After all, if people can't understand what's on a piece of paper, they sure can't act on it. So these are a few things we've been providing to employers outside of the more traditional classes or skills development programs. These are some great examples, Jeremy. I think that sometimes adult literacy providers may need to build their capacity to feel comfortable jumping into de delivering in a workplace. So these are some other things that they can do to support employers, from what I'm hearing, that may enable them to continue to build their capacity for delivery. We hear that many employers are struggling right now. Dealing with all the uncertainty of COVID-19 has added a, a layer of challenges. I think some good news is that the Ontario government is investing in workplace literacy. What kinds of workplace literacy opportunities do you see on the horizon? Well, I'm heartened to hear that the Ministry of Labour, Immigration, Training and Skills Development is providing funding for regional adult literacy networks like Literacy Northwest to work with their local agencies to do organizational needs assessments with interested employers. As with any government funding, though, it could be time limited. So employers should contact Literacy Northwest or the regional literacy network that covers their area as soon as possible if they'd like to support with understanding their employees' training needs. And along with that, the ministry is also providing some funding for training in the workplace. Again, regional networks will be working with their local adult literacy agencies and other key partners to identify and respond to employers' skill development needs. We know that a big part of what makes workplace literacy training effective is having assessments and learning materials that are based on authentic workplace documents. The next year could be a rare opportunity for the adult literacy and skills development community to work with employers to upskill employees and aid in retention. And the entire provincial adult literacy community is raising its workplace literacy capacity. They are sharing resources and learning more about skills for success and how to apply them to the workplace in real time. Thanks, Jeremy and Anne-Marie. It's important that we all work together to market and address workplace literacy programming. Prior to the release of Skills for Success, there are already some excellent resources for LBS agencies and community partners to use. For a good overview of these resources, check out a collection of workforce and workplace literacy resources. There's also a provincial community of practice, uh, as Jeremy mentioned, and as part of these ongoing discussions, helpful resources are being continually identified and posted online. Amory and Jeremy, are there any other resources that you think our listeners should know about? Well, I know that the LBS Resource and Discussion Forum is an online searchable site that would be an excellent source of workplace literacy resources. Thanks, Amory. And since the Skills for Success initiative was announced, provincial literacy organizations continue to update and develop new resources, 
and they have collaborated to develop a website agencies can access to find the new workplace literacy resources being modified and developed by the provincial support organizations, which can be found at northernliteracy.ca. Thanks, Amory and Jeremy. So it seems as though the planets are aligning for workplace literacy. Not only is there support from the provincial government, thanks to the Ministry of Labor, Immigration, Training and Skills Development, but it also sounds as though the entire adult literacy field is rallying around workplace literacy to have a critical look at what resources are necessary and how to support agencies in building their capacity to deliver this important service. So hopefully we've provided you all today uh, with some experiences, some tips and strategies as you continue your journey towards workplace literacy delivery. Again, for links to the resources we refer to during this podcast, you can look under the resource section at northernliteracy.ca. That's northernliteracy.ca. Thanks very much. <laughs>